Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. So great to have you here this morning, joining us on this beautiful day. Second wind, as you know, is about just that, getting your second wind. Many times as women, we go through so many transitions and we remake ourselves and we wear so many hats that we sometimes just wear our little old selves out. So we need our time to get a second wind. You know, sometimes life just gives us a a sudden jolt or we just gradually move into a very stuck, less than happy place in life. So uh, my guest today and I will be bringing you lots of good ideas and suggestions. You're going to enjoy her story about her life and her transitions because they're like many of our lives. We're very similar. Now, before you get, well, go ahead and get your cup of coffee and sit and get in your favorite chair. But I also want you to stop and do a little exercise this morning, which as I was checking my Facebook, seemed like everybody was talking about gratitude. And so I think we'll start with gratitude and what that is. And it's just being grateful for what we have in our lives. It's far easier sometimes to look at what we don't have instead of what we do have. But when we, in America, we have so many blessings. And so whether you start with three things that you are grateful for today or five things, some people recommend different, or some people will even go on for 30 to 45 minutes with gratitude. But, you know, they call gratitude as the fertile soil for dreams. Through expressing your gratitude to your higher being, to God, whoever is your spiritual God, that is where you'll find your dreams to grow. In the beginning for me, starting the gratitude, I'd get stuck on the same thing. I'm grateful for my food, grateful for my bed, grateful for it. And so as sort of a practice, I just got, I just would walk into a room and I would walk around and look at the different items in the room and think about who painted it or who made it or how it was brought to me and just how much I enjoyed having it in my home and how it added value to my life. So that's just a helpful tip to maybe help you um, begin with gratitude. Now, let me tell you about our guest. So we're going to move on here because I want you to know Lene Hagen. I love her motto of 
for her business and really for her life. It's life's too short to do it halfway. And let me tell you, Lene does not do it halfway. I had met her through my journey, and it was such a delight. And I was with her almost on and off for about a year. It was just fun. She has so much energy, and and she just eludes so much positive energy to everyone. She is a speaker, trainer, author, consultant, and the owner of her own business, Abundant Abundance Company. And this company specializes in advanced leadership skills and success-driven strategic business plans for entrepreneurs and corporate professionals. Well, when I heard that, I did buy that very, at one of the workshops that we were together, she was exhibiting one of her products, which was a one-page business plan, which I thought sounded phenomenal because I thought those were very uh, lengthy documents. But anyway, her, her list of clients from the Silicon Valley, where she did a lot of her early training, and she is a California girl, is quite impressive quite impressive, but she is a certified executive business coach as well as a certified dream coach, which is where we met. She holds license in many businesses and coaching tools. And I've mentioned her one-page business plan, which you can go to her website and get this for you if you're needing it. And then she is a certified through secret, you're going to have to, Correct me on this. Secretin? Secretin? Secretin. What? (laughs) What? The Secretan. (laughs) Secretan Institute as a higher ground leadership facilitator. So I welcome today my my very special guest, Lene. Thank you very much for being with us this morning. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I am just so thrilled to spend this time not only with your audience, but with you, because I've always enjoyed hanging out with you, so this is a real bonus for me today. It's been a, a year or two, hasn't it? It's been two or three years, I think, right? Yeah, I Since think you're we right. we spent that much um, time together, it's been a couple but years since I, I lived met each through other. Facebook with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's a great connector these days, but yeah, I'm glad we're both on there and we can... Uh, we can connect and see what each, uh, each of us is up, up to at the time. Right. Well, you've certainly lived in a very busy and volatile part of the country, Silicon Valley. So how have you always been there, or, or what was your transition with, through your life? Oh, gosh. <laughs> how much time do we <laughs> have? Shall we start in the teens? Or <laughs> Actually, uh, no, I was born and raised in, in Des Moines, Iowa. Ah, okay. And um, but I we we took vacations every year, um, my family and I, my my sister and my parents, and we we uh, had family out in California, so we we came out here several times, and I always knew that this is where I was going to live. Ah, it was just, you know, yeah. That inner knowing, you know, that it felt right to me, uh-huh. even as a kid. And um, I went away to school in college, um, first two years in Missouri. And then I, I finished up um, near Disneyland in Orange County, California, and, and did finished up my undergraduate work down there. And um, 
met um, my husband at, <laughs> when he was managing the employees' cafeteria, and we were actually transferred down to Florida. For I lived in Florida um, working for Disney and helping to open um, Walt Disney World for a couple of years. What a fun job that must have been. You know, it's, there are a couple of uh, jobs that I have just really, really, really loved the companies uh-huh. and um, really loved the opportunity to, to learn and grow and work with fabulous people. And, and Disney, especially Disneyland, was one of those companies. And then my, my, later, um, my later career as a telecommunications consultant working mm-hmm. for AT&T slash Pacific Bell slash before it became SBC, Mm. Um, was also one of those jobs. It was just a, a delightful place for that fit in my philosophy, I guess, of, of how you treat people mm-hmm. and and also how you um, open the door for them to continue to learn and grow. And right. so both both of those places were just ideal for me to kind of get get my roots started, my root system started. And, and well, you um, know, that was back in the day when I think so many corporations were spending really positive uh a lot of positive energy on training and and developing their employees and of all of the companies i would certainly say disney world disneyland that corporation would probably be one of those that were leaders in the field in in the, doing that were they not i was with they IBM were yeah they, they had such one. a great car- culture there on you know how they treated people and um, you know a special vocabulary that we did we did not have customers we didn't have clients we had guests and uh, I like we that. treat them as guests in our home and uh-huh. um, yeah. and and they allowed us to be kind of a play on words allowed us to be a little goofy and yeah. um, so <laughs> it, yeah it was it was um, it was quite a wonderful place to work and and. Um, Actually, if they weren't headquartered down in Florida, I would probably consider going back there and working for them, you know, on a corporate level. But, but uh, I'm a California girl at this point, as you as you mentioned. Oh yeah. Well, I know just in my you know my brief time exposed to you, you you do play. You like to play, and I think that's a wonderful um, uh, quality to have is as an adult because. I must say that it, I kind of have to work sometimes to play, and I I always thought you were really good at that. You know, you enjoyed doing it, playing in your day, adult life. You know, absolutely. I, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a funny quality that I think of? You know, life life is serious business, uh-huh. but we don't have to take it seriously, and. Um, one thing that I've learned, and in, in, you know some of the stuff that, that I've experienced in my own life that, that I'd say most people haven't, um, that it's not, it's not always pretty. Um, what we weren't told, and I wasn't told anyway, is that life is messy and, mm-hmm. and nobody goes through life unscathed. And mm-hmm. I just made a decision to use what was given me and use it to build on rather than let it drag me down because I do, know, I do not want to live a life where I'm feeling any ugliness within me mm-hmm. and where I'm not finding ways in order to have joy. It's just that's not an option for me. Right. Um, so it's all what we, we decide to, to focus on. And I love, 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 love the way you open this with gratitude. Mm. 
Yeah. That it was, was one just, of the it was there today on Facebook. So we're going to be going shortly to a break. But when we okay. come back, I'm going to look forward to our talking more about how you have developed your life and living constantly in the joy factor, so to say, uh, even though you've come up against some difficult things like we all do. Mm-hmm. But. We will be back shortly, and Lene will be sharing with us what she has experienced in life and how she has overcome it. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Good morning. We are talking with Lene Hagen, and she is owner of The Abundance Company. I love the name of that company. And before break, we were talking about gratitude. Expressing your gratitude is so important. And Lene and I were just talking over the break about all the different uh, factors that Expressing gratitude every morning can bring into your life. So, Lene, talk more of that and share that with our guests. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I do a lot of speaking, and and um, and I'm also a lifelong learner. I do research and just love to see what you know what's up and mm-hmm. 
research done on the brain or whatever. And mm-hmm. one of the things that has become very apparent in, in research is the effect of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Now, we've all gone through depression, and I, I, I mentioned I've been through and experienced a lot of things that I never thought I would experience in my life. But there's always something to be grateful for in even the darkest times. And when, I'm, when I've gone through some of the worst times, I, I sit there at morning, and as I'm doing a little bit of prayer and meditation, mm-hmm. you know, I say, I'm grateful for this bowl of yogurt in front of me. I am grateful that I can sit up and feed myself. Yeah. The little mm-hmm. things. It's not the big things. You know, let's get, be really, really specific. Right. And even the days when I'm, I'm, I'm most down, I can be grateful for a lot of little things. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can see the beautiful music. I have classical music playing all the time. Mm-hmm. That I can hear that. Yes. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, I hear the birds. I mean, how many people can't even hear birds? I mean, there's, there's so many people that have little to nothing, not even, I mean, you mm-hmm. talked about the material things, but think about mm-hmm. just within their bodies. And what research has shown is that gratitude, having a grateful mind, saying the words out loud, which helps you hear them again and Mm -hmm. internalizes them deeper, can actually start shifting the chemistry in your brain. It lifts you up. Yeah. Right. And when we lift it up, we can move more lightly in this world, but also with the positivity we, it opens our minds and our awareness to possibilities and things we never would have seen if we're in a negative place. Mm-hmm. We're, yes. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we, we're as, you know, think of babies. Ba- babies are not wired to look for the crummy things around them. <laughs> They're not. They're, they find right. delight in things. That is our, right. our, that is our essential nature. Mm-hmm. And we could go back to that, maybe not totally at that level, you know, where you get, mm. where you're thrilled just looking at your fist, but <laughs> <laughs> seeing if you can fit it in your mouth. But, <laughs> but um, oh. just, you know, grateful for the fact that yeah. you can get yourself out of a chair. I mean, there's, think of the little things, and then it opens up space in your life with for a positive energy that more positive things are naturally attracted and more positive mm-hmm. people will be attracted to you. Yes, that's another, that is an interesting fact, I think, that when you can get into a positive mind, you attract positive people. Sometimes people get down and depressed, and they're hanging out with down and depressed people, and that's who also comes into their lives. Right. So, yeah, it's really important, that, that energy. Now, can you tell me, I... I am remembering the study that was done with water crystals. Can you quote oh, about that? How the that, yeah, that's Dr. Um, Masato Emoto from Japan, uh-huh. and yes. um, I've got the the movie. If ever, anybody ever wants to see something fascinating about how how our our the energy in our body and how emotions affect us, they should rent the movie. Movie. What the bleak do we know? Oh, and okay. What, and what the bleep do we know? I have it, and I've seen it probably four times. And um, 
some of Dr. Emoto's photographs on crystals of water are included in that movie. And so he would freeze water mm-hmm. and out on the outside of different containers where he had this water, he'd print different words. And one, on one, the one jar, for instance, where the words were taped, I hate you. Mm. The water crystals were, they looked like brown sludge. Now, all mm. the water in this experiment was, was taken from the same source uh, at the same time. Yeah. But the crystal that's in the water that were the phrase, that was exposed to the phrase, I love you, mm-hmm. look like, like a shiny crystal faceted window from heaven. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, what, and to, to think about some of the words that we use, what's wrong here? Something's wrong. Yeah. We can turn that around. We can say, what's not right yet? Mm. And yeah. in some of my talks, I've actually had people say the word no and mm-hmm. feel how that feels in their body and also then say yes and see yes. how that feels in their body. And I can feel it even in myself, my solar plexus and my, my upper body just kind of opens up. My heart opens. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, just the effect that negative words have on water, what does it do to us when our bodies are over 70% water? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just having the words written on the side of the containers. The Isn't that interesting? The I would, the somehow yeah. I would have thought somebody stood there and said, a word over there, the container, but mm-hmm. just having the word uh, typed on the container, that's interesting. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a really fascinating study, and um, there's a lot of stuff that's been written on it. Uh-huh. In fact, I have a, some yeah. cards that somebody gave me a while ago that showed all these, I don't know, many, many, many different kinds of water crystals from his study with mm-hmm. different phrases written to go with those crystals. Uh, and if it's doing that kind of damage at this very basic level of water, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I mean, you know, they talk about psychosomatic disorders, you know, diseases, right. which means that our psyche, our emotions, and our beliefs are tied into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it actually does damage to our body at a very basic level, besides what we put into it as far as our you know, the nutrition and the other ways we take care of it, of course. But um, gratitude is just probably, if if anybody wants to do the one most powerful, positive thing, I would say start by doing gratitude. I mean, heck, even Oprah does bad gratitude. She's, she's mm-hmm. and, I mean, of course, she's got a lot of stuff to be grateful for, but it's, at mm-hmm. a basic level, she's just a human being with, with feelings and up, ups and downs mm-hmm. and everything like everybody else. And she says that how this changed her life. Just, just talking about, say what she's gratitude, you know, grateful for that day, uh-huh. letting the day go, and then at, the, at night before she goes to sleep, five things she's grateful for from that day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. in the morning, it's grateful for what she's going to do, or or just what she has. And then at the in the evening, it's grateful for what happened to her during yeah. the day. You know, people that yeah. crossed your per path. Um, you know, I'm, I, I walk through San Jose State University. I live near downtown San Jose, and 
Mm-hmm. They have, you know, these security guards, which is a really boring job. They're standing there on the, on the campus just watching people walk by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll just say I'm really grateful that he's here. I'm really grateful for that security guard. And then I wave and say, have a good day. Mm-hmm. And the difference that it, in that makes in that one person whom I don't even know is huge. I mean, I've had them, yeah. wow, I should put a hand over their heart and say thank you and Mm-hmm. We, can carry it, we can carry it out and in some small part make the world a little bit better. It's really interesting. You know, you and I both do a lot of airplane travel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting to see how the uh, our armed service employees and participants are... So many Americans are tending to walk up and express gratitude to our service people, mm. which I think is wonderful. Yeah, it's so wonderful. It's mm-hmm. not only healing for them and recognition that they're giving up their time for our country, but it's also it's it gives us a great feeling of being able to appreciate our gratitude to them. I love to watch it. If I'm in the airport, you—it's so—it's amazing how many people do it. So, oh, you know what? And it has an effect. I, can I have like another one minute? This is really, a, this is really a cool thing. <laughs> there, of course, that appreciating somebody, hugging them, or giving appreciative words, or you know, thanking their hand, and it has a, th- a third-party effect that it it lifts up the serotonin and the pleasure levels and enzymes or chemicals within our within the body of the giver it lifts mm-hmm. up those levels within the body of the receiver yes and the observer also gets lifted up to the same level hmm. so this whole thing about because I, I work with leaders and mm-hmm. um, I say you know praise in public yes allow hugging in the in the office it creates an atmosphere that is that is happier that is filled with more positive chemistry and emotions and when people are in this more positive emotion positive emotion and chemistry type of environment they're more productive yeah um, i think mm-hmm. i told you i you know i had my own radio show called abundance leadership yes a few years ago and one of my um and it was the most fun thing i ever did but i i, I brought mm-hmm. in kind of well-known authors Mm-hmm. wrote about leadership and, and different ways to approach leadership and servanthood and stuff like that. But one of my guests was Marcy Shymoff, who's one of the authors of guests and speakers and teachers in The Secret, but also is, has some other books of her own. And, and at that time, her, her big best-selling book was Happy for No Reason. Oh, and yeah. we talked about the effects of happiness and having a happy workplace. Okay, now I, wanted, I want you to share that with us, but I am going to break in because we're okay. going to go to a break. Got it. And then we'll come back and we'll, we'll hear about uh, what she shared with you during that interview. And so we will be back with Lene and myself shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. 
It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here's coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Now we are talking today with Linnea Hagen. Now, you know, I've known this woman for three years, and I've called her Lene all that time. <laughs> so, I get a lot of variation on the theme, you know. What? <laughs> but Linnea is beautiful. I like it much better than Lene. So there you go. So, dear guests, we are listening to Linnea Hagen today, and we have been talking about gratitude, and she's just provided us with such awesome information. I was busy taking notes myself because I love the three-way gratitude benefits. So, um, Linnea, tell us a little bit about your transitions as a woman and and just your decisions to live the life that you have chosen to live. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay, well. <laughs> Boy, there's well, a lot of stuff there, a lot there, of material. There, um, you know, we usually have one defining thing or we, you know, I don't know. You and I talked about so many really interesting and common um, things that happen, particularly to women growing up yesterday yeah yeah you know um as i as i shared with you um you know i i was the the sec the the baby of a two two child family i I had an older sister who's four years older and um my um my family was hit with what i call the personal tsunami when i was barely 13 my sister was killed in a car accident Oh. And um, it, 
left everybody reeling, of course. And mm-hmm. I became not only um, the recipient of all the expectations that my parents had for her, but also um, the, how can I say this, the vessel of taking care of, of everybody in the family. Because mm. um, they were so damaged, and I, was, I didn't have the, the resources within myself at such a young age to understand how to work through my own feelings about this. Because I wasn't really sure how, what I felt, because as a child, I kind of, as I think a lot of us do, we kind of wish that it, our, older, our older sibling was gone, mm. yeah. and, and I wanted her stuff. And um, she and I, you know, like a lot of sisters, did not always get along. And Amen to that. Yeah. It's just that and sister thing. So I was left with this event that gave me everything I wanted. And somehow she was a kind of always a star because she was hyperactive. She wanted to, be, you know, be a movie star. She had her path planned out. And I really didn't have much. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a sweet one, and I was quiet, and I always tried to do the right things. And um, so I was kind of one who was invisible in a way. Well, yeah. now, after her death, I wasn't invisible anymore because it was all over the media. Oh. My parents barraged me with the, the, my, with the same sentence over and over again, you're all we have. And yeah. I thought... I'm, not, I'm only 13. How do I deal with all this? I'm, how can I be? Don't make me all you have. That's so a heavy what load. happened? Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. And so what happened is that um, I went into kind of an, an alter identity of trying to be her. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, and I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of guilt for somehow um, causing, maybe causing my childhood mind, my childish mind, causing mm-hmm. her death. Yeah, and wondering why I wasn't the one who was taken instead of her because she was my mother's favorite. She was able to be close to my mother, which I was never able to do. Right. And and it's like I never measured up. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of gee, do this differently, do that differently, stand up straighter, do. And mm-hmm. um, so I really started kind of going into this vortex, going down. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time I reached college. You know, I was in this huge mode of take care of everyone and be so concerned about what everybody else thinks rather Mm -hmm. than what's a really healthy way of saying, you know, let's heal you. Right. Yeah. And um, so that person, that little person who was me, kind of, as I can visualize it in my mind, was kind of standing small in a shadow. And here was somebody who was out in the world and very, like I said, very visible in the media because everybody in the city knew about this accident that killed my sister. Right. And even when I went to high school, um, my mother insisted when I tried out for the marching drill team that I had to try out. And then when I was put on the alternates list, she went crying to the school because I had to wear my my sister's old marching uniform. Oh, goodness. And everybody in school knew that she did that. Yeah. And that got me on the marching drill team, and I marched Mm -hmm. my dead sister's uniform. And I was just appalled. Yeah. And right. so anyway, and that, that's, that's yeah, kind of what kicked it off. Age, we're so impressionable. You know, I mean, that must have been horrifying for you. And yet you can feel the pain of your mother still 
you know, in all of the honesty, the love that she had for your sister, she also had love for you. It must have been a terrible, just horrible stressing. It's like the the quiet giant that sits in the living room situation. It, you know, it truly was. And, of course, we didn't talk about anything. And right. um, But um, as I, so I went away to college, and I was already an adult. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just didn't fit in, and I started um, doing a lot of eating. And, you know, I always had this cute little figure, you know, and I put on over 40 pounds. And, and to shelter myself, protect myself, but also at a deeper level, kind of, crying out inside i hope somebody sees because of all this weight how much pain i'm in yeah and my parents didn't see it my mother was very shaming Mm. and um and it was you know it it just kind of made this pit that i was in this vortex go a little bit deeper Mm. and um i was just crying out just for their approval just to see me Mm -hmm. so um i ended up um going away to school i finished up my undergraduate work as i said in in California, in Orange County, and um, in order to get their attention, I was in a, p- a period of desperation. Um, I eloped with ah. someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually took off. I, I eloped to Las you? Vegas with somebody who had an adjacent <laughs> apartment, and was you know oh. a, a, a routine a marine who was stationed at a local base and returned from vietnam and uh-huh. a very kind of angry <sighs> angry raging bull kind of guy oh. always kind of had this yeah. this stuff and i thought oh if i just love him enough he'll be fine you know <laughs> it was i'm from the love i'm a love child generation right all you need is love and i you know i can help this person and and um well, my well, parents you'd came already on. proven your worth at taking care of people, so you thought you could probably take care of this guy too. Oh, that's right? all he all he needs is love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, but you know he was he he had some major problems, and uh-huh. we'll just put it that way. But um, but it, when my parents found out, I thought they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that. Um, my mother sent my father out from Iowa to California to take away my car to punish me and shame me without even asking why I did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we got, um, we, you know, this guy and I looked at each other and we said, you know, we probably made a mistake here. And so we went to get the, <laughs> the marriage uh, d- dissolved and... Uh-huh. Um, so I moved out and I left my my typewriter behind. And I um, and this is something that I I haven't really talked about publicly. I as I told you, part of my story I, I told on stage uh, as part of opening Pandora's Box, um, the play about real real women. Mm-hmm. And um, but I went back to get my typewriter and he was there. And as I tried to leave, he blocked the door. And he said, you're not going anywhere. And I was raped. Oh, no. And oh. Um, this is a, you know, something I, I hid from, from the world until just last year when I opened up to my, cast, my castmates as part of this play. And, oh, my goodness. Um, I felt so dirty. I felt so ashamed. Yeah. It was the most empower- one of the most empowering, empowering things I've ever done for myself. My life has t- even taken a bigger shift since 
I've gotten rid of this just from mm-hmm. within. Um, and I felt that this vortex had finally dropped me into a deep, deep hole. I mean, you talk about like a deep well where you can't, you, you see a little speck of light. Mm-hmm. That's what it was like. And mm-hmm. with all, with the sides being all slimy and everything. And, um, I thought, you know, how is, I'll never get out of here. But what I did, yeah. I, I, I rebounded and I, I latched onto, um, somebody I met at, mm-hmm. at Disneyland who oh. was mm-hmm. this kind of mild mannered, bespe- you know, bespectacled, he wore glasses guy that I thought, well, surely my parents will approve of this one. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got, I got married again right away. Ah. And, um, and I'm was he grateful. able to, I mean, was, well, he must've been very tender or were you able, well, you said you couldn't share the experience with him. So he, didn't, he doesn't know. I was so, I was so ashamed. I couldn't even tell anybody that I'd done this stupid right, immature thing and, you know, and eloped. I was so ashamed. Oh, I was so embarrassed. I would be judged. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I have talked about this a bit, you know, we're so right. afraid that people are going to judge us. You have no idea the stories that are within other people, and when you get it all out, nobody really cares that much anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, that, and it loses its hold on us. Uh huh. And yeah. it it allows others around around us to share their stories as well. Yeah. And it allows them to be more free. Mm-hmm. And boy, there is so much richness in what I I in a nice way call fertilizer. <laughs> There's so much yeah. richness in all this <laughs> this gunk that uh-huh. is part of a lot our lives, and I I believe we are meant to go through this in order to have the forming experience to formulate into who we are meant to be, and our our purpose is found in this stuff. Yeah, and a purpose that we may have not ever found, or the lessons we may have never learned in order to help others and fully bring ourselves and our gifts out to the world. Right. That's where yeah. it's found. Yeah. We're and, going to break here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to break during this, but it is a good spot. But we'll be back shortly to talk to well, my guest. <laughs> oh, now I'm really in trouble. <laughs> We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tokenhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Togenet.com. 
Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have had another lesson on Lydia's name, and I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But she has just told us the most heart-wrenching, beautiful, difficult uh, story. And so I I want her to be able to finish her story. Uh, So, Lydia, go ahead and tell us that you... You had just married for the second time without telling of your first marriage to your husband. Right. So, yeah, and it, it was um, something I want to back up to that with that whole thing about um, what happened with my my first husband. Is that yes? Um, yes, please do. I mean, it was only no. it was very short, and and frankly, when people ask me if I've been married before, I said yes, but I don't really talk to them about much about that. Mm-hmm. But um, at that time. And he told me this at the time, is that I couldn't do anything about it because he could do whatever he wanted because legally we were still married. So oh, what I was, yeah. I said, I've been invisible to my, you know, to so many people for so long. And yeah. now I was even invisible to the law, which was true. Right. I had no recourse. And I heard right. a few years ago that in California now a husband can be charged with rape just like any other man. And I thought, uh-huh. finally, that door has closed. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that was, I was grateful for that. Uh-huh. I mean, I yeah. did my little happy dance. You know, I heard that one. Yeah. But, um, but I did move on. I, um, I got married um, again mm-hmm. um, to somebody I met at, at Disneyland. And mm-hmm. um, we went down to help open Walt Disney World. And I had twin sons. Oh, fun! And, yes, and who are 40 now. Which is amazing because I'm only 42. I don't know how that ever uh, happened. That, it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I almost died twice when I had them, and oh. I thought, you know what, I I am meant to be doing this. I'm meant to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. And we moved up to Silicon Valley, and and that my that section of my life is part of a book. It's a little bestseller that I co-authored called The Spirit of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And it's true stories of transformations and journeys of people who live here. It has nothing to do with technology. And, oh, interesting. And so, um, Is anyway, it men they, and women or just 
men and women. Everything from age like 90 down to age 15. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, it's a, it really, um, there's a whole lot of spirit about living here that, that a lot of people who from the outside just don't see because, unless they have, are actually immersed in it and live uh-huh. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I wrote about some of that, and, and I raised my sons alone um, when they were five and a half. We'd only mm-hmm. been in this area for a year and a half, and my marriage um, broke up. My, my husband was having um, extracurricular experiences, let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I said, it, would my life be better or worse without him? And I thought, my life would be better. Mm. How brave so I made a decision you, though, to move on. Twins. Oh, one is a, you know, I mean, a single child is a pause for thought. But twins, oh my goodness, that took courage. But I, as you under, as you said, will your life be better with or without? So that's a decision. Well, you know, I don't think, I don't believe that we're meant to be living in anything but a state of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is our own belief systems we can change to gratitude. But, you know, we have to look. And I teach my clients, even leaders, this. You know, let's look at the root system. What's part of feeding who you are is, is you know, what kind of relationships do you have? Mm-hmm. And if you're tending to the stuff that's sick or bleeding you, then you're they're not going to be producing as much fruit, right? Right. Um, it's the same with us. And so anyway, I, I said, you know, I know I can do this. And so I raised my sons basically alone mm-hmm. um, from the time they were five and a half until they were 22. Oh. When, mm-hmm. And it was not easy because one of them was a horrible t- teenager. He's a wonderful man, a wonderful husband. Mm-hmm. But one of those things you thought, I, I'd get up and say, boy, if, if both of us make it through today alive, I'm going to be really happy. You know? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> needs a challenge. Because either I'm going to have a heart attack or I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, so I got remarried um, to a man that had um, three daughters. Uh-huh. And a big family, and we combined our two families, even though his kids were aged 17 through 21. So they're, they're about in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it was, it was really um, a great match of families. Mm. Um, but we, um, he started going through a lot of period of anger. Mm-hmm. And um, after we were married about 10 years, mm-hmm. and... Um, I started finding clues, and I and I found that he had been actually having um, a lot of homo, homosexual experiences. Oh, yeah. um, and lying about it. I was picking up clues, and it, it had been going on for about four years. Yeah, and um, I, you know, like I said, I picked up clues, and I would ask him, and he would deny it. So um, my world just really fell apart. Yeah, I right. lost I lost that family. These girls that I had adopted to be my own, mm-hmm. um, it, everything kind of came crashing down. Right. And, you know, and we have a choice in every situation. It doesn't mean it was always, it, it was easy from the beginning, but we have a choice in every situation. And what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is a purpose creation process I use with my clients. Mm. That if we have time, I can go through it right now because through all this, and there's even stuff I haven't brought up, um, well, actually, let me back up. 
because I, I wanted to talk about what a, a therapist told me. Mm. When my this marriage came apart, and she said to me, Linnea, she said, I know everything that you've been through from your sister's death, you know, I have um, to, you know, what, being there when your mother died, which I was, mm-hmm. I helped her die, mm-hmm. talked her into going up to the light, mm-hmm. um, through the infidelity of her first husband, raising these twins, acting mm-hmm. out of one of your sons, you know, he was, I sent him to camp for high-risk kids, all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and now this, mm-hmm. she said, I look at your face, I do not see one sign of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And she said, I know Beautiful. clients that if they had experienced just one of these things, they'd be bitter. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. and I said, I refuse to have ugliness in my life. Mm. And I don't know if that's, that's a vanity so thing. Powerful. I think part of it is because I want to look really good. Right. And you do. Well, thank you. You thank do. You, I mean, you do. You don't, you don't allude, you don't, the energy you put out is so positive. You never get any idea that you've had anything but ideal life. You really don't. So it's kind of interesting for me, even having met you, to hear your story. And it gives another dimension because these people can't know you like I have experienced you. Well, so you it's know, really it's, kind of interesting. Thank you. Well, to me, it's like a rich stew. You know, everybody wants our, when we get to a certain pace, you know, it's going to be nice and shiny and gold. No. Mm-hmm. It's chunky. <laughs> it's brown. But, you know, uh-huh. it's like a stew. You take a little bit of this, you take a little bit of that. And all this fertilizer you have over here that is kind of stinking. So we're talking about the real organic fertilizer here. And so I'm, I'm using... I'm using a kind of a cleaned up word from what I would normally say, but you know, you. If, you can look at it and say, geez, this is really stinky. What can I plant in it? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, so I just started harvesting from that and I put a handful of this and I found, you know, yeah. and, and so I, st- I started cooking up the stew and I don't know how else to say it, but it's a stew made up of life experiences and the love that, that I have in my heart. And the, and the possibilities that exist before me. And, and we have this, we have a choice. And, um, so before we go, I, I really want to teach, um, the listeners, um, a purpose exercise that, um, I learned from some of my training from my, this comes from the Secretan Institute and mm-hmm. that has been voted as the number one leadership, um, training and coaching organization international leading and training coach by wow association now, in, can you do that in, in the world minutes yes you can awesome yes because our purpose is found in our deepest pain mm-hmm. so if you look at and ask yourself what is the what is what are the things that you see that if they are not corrected threaten the very survival of the earth or humanity in our own personal lives coming from your own personal perspective okay some people say it's hate Mm. some people say it's um, lack of education Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. whatever and this is not to be taken lightly and so when I reflected on my own life and I see how people are treating each other, to me it was the, la- the lack of honoring the sacredness of who I, I am. Mm-hmm. And I can talk to myself about how I was doing that. Mm-hmm. 
or it's the lack of honoring the sacredness of the earth and other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody says that, it, that it, it's, if they feel the greatest threat is hate, the next statement is, what is the opposite of what you said? So if you said the greatest threat to the earth and its inhabitants and the people is hate, What's the mm-hmm. opposite of that is love. Right. That becomes your purpose. Whatever gives you the deepest pain you feel is the, is the strongest threat. So for me, I see, you know, they're not, people aren't honoring the sacredness of each other. They're not honoring the sacredness of the earth. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, I've been studying quantum physics and, and how we're all, we're all tied together. We really are. Our, you, know, yeah. um, you know, energy, and you talk about electrons and right. and uh, neutri- um, nuclei and everything. We're we're all sharing the same stuff. It's all flying yeah. around and coming in in and out of us. We're all made of the same stuff. I just and, hate to put a st- say stop because this is so interesting to me. But we are near the end of our hour, and I just really want to thank you for giving us all of this wonderful information. And they can find you up, find you on theabundancecompany.com. Yes. Correct? Yep. And go to her website, find out more of her message. Because as you can see, my dear guests, she is so powerful and so knowledgeable that she will offer you so much to gain. So thank you very much for being with us today. It has been a pleasure. Oh, it's been my joy. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Hope you'll be with us next week. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.